We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That is Tyler Siski here on this uh, Monday, March the 27th, 2023, a little after 2 o'clock. We're about three minutes late getting started. That's okay. We were. Was it my fault? No, it was probably my fault. I was, I was busy being bothered by things that have happened in the world. Yeah. Um, dude, I... Uh, I don't let stuff... Stuff bothers me, and I have a hard time letting it kind of roll off my back. I have a, I have a, I won't even get into it. I have a, a kind of a working theory that, unfortunately, I think more and more every day is is, is proving to be true. Yeah, I got, uh, I got through working out, and my wife actually texted me. I didn't know, and um, I guess it was like at ten seventeen or something this morning. There was a school shooting in Nashville. Yeah. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to. We have a couple tragedies, you know, in our immediate listening area. Close to here, obviously Nashville is one of our big areas. Um, school shooting at a at the Covenant School um, in Nashville, it's a K through sixth grade school. Uh, three adults, three kids dead. Yep. And a shooter, twenty uh, eight year old female. Um, I just, you know, I see those pictures of uh, where it gets me is that you know you see school shootings, school shootings, school shootings. The the part of all these school shootings where it hits home for me is when you see the pictures of the families uh, going to going yep. to school to not knowing yep. if they're going to pick up their, I, I can't imagine. Um, no, I just uh, thoughts and prayers, man. I just, it's a, uh, it's a bad deal, brother. It is. Uh, it's awful. It's, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answers. No one does. I mean, I, I have I have a belief, and it is a belief. I believe this. I, I believe that most people are inherently good, but that we have been – there's it, I don't know if it's intentional or what it is, but there's, there's, a, um, there's a lot of hate being taught 
and people are being taught to hate each other. And that only goes in one direction. You see it, you see it all the time. I, I noticed it driving. People are angry. Yeah. Um, people, people drive angry. They do that. Um, it's, uh, I don't, you and I both, I mean, you're a little younger than me, not a whole lot. I grew up basically in the eighties. You were I sort sp- of, I split it. I was going to say you're sort of an eighties, early nineties kid. Yeah. It's different than it's different now than it was. Oh then. yeah. It I is. Mean, there's a, there's a level there's of, no, there's no arguing that. I mean, it's totally different than what it was when we grew up. There's a level of animus that is just out there in the general environment today that didn't, it didn't exist. Yeah. When we were kids, it just didn't. Um, it just didn't. It just didn't happen. And I don't. I. I. I can't put a finger on what changed, but something has very specifically changed. I. I, I think it's. I think it's media. I think it's social media. I think it's. I think it's a lot of things. But I don't think it's as simple as just blaming the internet, for example. I think it, it's something that right. runs much deeper than that. Yes, yeah, bad deal. Um, also, thoughts and prayers, obviously, here closer to home. Uh, very close to home, uh, the tornado that went through Rolling Fork all the way to Amory um, was uh, F4. I guess they determined today is the F4, yep. um, 170 mile an hour winds. Um, yeah, 171, I think, is yeah. what I saw literally. That, that, that's just <sighs> – Look, I have I know I've told you personally, and I, we've done so many shows now, I don't remember if I've told you or not. One of the most terrifying things when 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 – Tornado weather comes around. I am personally just from a, as a, I think I have trauma from when I was a kid because we had so many um, where I'm from, not bad ones. Never had you know, but just the the fear mm-hmm. uh, of it, mm-hmm. um, and seeing the damage and stuff up close and personal. Um, the uh, we'll get off this sad stuff here in a minute. I just I, it needed to be said, but. Um, April 27th, 2011 is a day I will never forget. Um, those are the, uh, storms, tornado outbreak in Alabama. Yeah. It came through here. The, it was the, the day one before that, it was the one. Yeah. It came through this neighborhood the day before it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember came through here early that morning and then we were supposed to get those storms again. Midday. My kids were at school kind of went South of us. And then a few hours later, I was out cleaning up from the tornado that had gone through here the night before, and you started hearing about Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And then you saw the pictures from Tuscaloosa, and I I can't imagine. Yeah, we, so I was at Arkansas State at the time, <clears throat> and we were – that was our first week of spring recruiting. And the following week um, in spring recruiting, which we can talk about later on because it's coming up, uh, but most schools will not start practice until May. So you basically have a, a week or it, spring recruiting technically starts April 15th. So you have, if you go recruiting before April, before May 1st, you're not going to see much, many practices. So what we would do is we used to do these things called storms. We'd take our whole staff to Atlanta and we'd split the entire city up, you know, to where you can hit the entire city, all four counties in two days, two and a half days. And then we would go, we were at Arkansas state. So Atlanta and Dallas were our two cities that we did that with. So on Wednesday, we finished up around lunch on Wednesday, and then we were flying, getting on a plane, and we were flying commercial uh, from Atlanta to Dallas to go do it the next two days. Gotcha. 
again, my mother, I'm talking to my mother on the phone. She's like, hey, we're supposed to have bad storms, yada, yada, yada. Just another day, right? I mean, just in the spring in the south. Well, dude, we get on the plane, and this guy takes us out over the Gulf. I mean, we're leaving Atlanta. We go south, and, you know, you, I mean, we're going out of the Gulf. What should have been a two-hour flight, two-hour and 15-minute flight, I mean, it took forever because we flew all the way into the Gulf and back around, and he's like, yeah, we got to do it because of the storms. I'm thinking, like, damn. I mean, I've never had to do that before. When we landed in Dallas, saw how bad it was, and then um, I sell that to say this. The next week, I was scheduled to go to Birmingham the next week. Well, obviously, I had to uh, redo that. And we had signed, which we had talked about on the show not too long ago, I'd signed James Bradbury right right before that, so he was still in school. So I was going back to Pleasant Grove. This is when I was like, when it really hit me. Um, I was going back to school, check on him, and do some, you know, had a couple other kids in the next class, and and I remember in Birmingham, if you go, um, I think it's Pleasant Grove Road, you go up, and then you take a left on 4th Street, all right? And you're in this neighbor, almost like a neighborhood, okay? And it's a lot of trees, and you're going up, a lot of houses, nice houses, and then you go up a hill, and you go down this valley, but it's just very wooded. And then the school's up on the left. Well, dude, this is probably the two weeks later. I turn on left on 4th Street, woods. I hit the top of that hill and when I turned down there was nothing above a foundation as far as you could see because that tornado had gone right through there and that was the one that hit Tuscaloosa same yeah same day <clears throat> yeah I don't know if it was the exact one because there were multiple but right uh, same now, storm same, same storm system. same system yeah. and, and um over 300 and something people dead and um it's just a I mean just the destruction you know when when they're that big there's nothing I mean there's no nothing you can do no. And uh, and it, that stuff just terrifies the shit out of me. So I've always told people is that, you know, you lived on the coast. I lived on the coast. On, in the coast, you were always aware of, of hurricanes. Yeah. You know, but a hurricane, you know, you had time to watch it's it. It's different. It kind of got, you know, watch it, and you start getting into the Gulf, and you'd start kind of really talking about it. And the people that were down there who were lifers, you know, that – you, you'd figured out which four or five people you could talk to about hurricanes. Like, hey, what do you think about this one? You know, and they pretty good at it. And so you knew, you know, you had some advanced time. Hey, I probably need to board my windows. Probably need to think about evacuating or yeah. having the family evacuate or whatever. You sort of had a chance to prepare. Yeah. You know, if you had like, if you had like one of those, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Generator. Well, if you had generator, you're in great shape. But like a freezer that was like a really, really good, like a, a I know what you're talking about. Frigidaire, big ass. Well, I, I, what I was trying to say was like one of those coolers that that's they they take out in the Gulf last. Yeah, keeps everything. Yeti. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we're playing a, a game. Charades. Uh, we were not yes. be very good on, no. on the team. You lost. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, if you had one of those, you were you were thinking you were trying to kind of prepare yourself for hey, we might be without power for a few days. How right. Do I, yeah, right. You don't get that with a tornado. No. And so tornadoes are terrifying. Yeah, and you know, and, and especially the nighttime tornadoes, where you you can't see them. Can't not yeah, not just, that that matters. Yeah, but. just brutal. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, well, let's get off that. I, that's enough sad stuff. But I just want to let everybody know that because we had two um, very tragic deals in our uh, immediate area, and just want to let you guys know for uh, myself and Neil, obviously, but um, thinking about you guys, praying for you guys, um, that's something difficult. I wish nobody had to go through. All right, let's switch gears here. All right, somebody sent this to me, and I already knew about it. It literally came out 
as we were in, you know, came out the day we did our show on Thursday. I'm going to kind of inform you on this. Okay, because I have, I know nothing about this. And it could not, I mean, it's almost, you know how you, uh, like everybody gives me a new shit for, for thinking Texas A&M is going to be really good? Yes. Okay. We pro- and in fairness to those people, by the way, the pro- <laughs> they de- we deserve it. I mean... <laughs> I, I totally get the criticism. Yeah, I mean, I deserve it. There's a part of me that wants to kind of fight back and be like, "Well, look, and, no, no, uh, you're, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're right. I, I get it. Yeah. And like, well, then why do you do it? I'm like, have you seen how talented the roster is? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they do this every year, and you're like, it's true. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue. So it's kind of like one of those things when you jinx yourself. So I'm sitting there and I'm giving my man Charlie Baker props on the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gave him a round of applause. You did. And if you noticed, I just didn't really participate. You didn't. Ask me Little, why. <laughs> you didn't know. But literally, this a- that afternoon, this comes down the pipeline. Yeah. All right, Ferris State. Okay, for those of you who don't know who Ferris State is, a Division II program who has won back-to-back football national championships. Where's Ferris State? I have no idea. Okay, I'm going to find out. You look it up. Yeah. I do not know that. <laughs> I probably should have done that. All right, so... Here we go. After the game, so they play the national championship game. It's in Big Rapids, Michigan. Okay. It's the home of the Bulldogs. All right. So they they play the national championship game at McKinney ISD Stadium there in Texas. Okay. All right. All right. That stadium has a strict no tobacco policy. Okay. All right. So after the they win the national championship this year, after – Two players, not one, two of their entire players light up cigars. Okay. You have a problem with that? No. No. They won a national championship. Yeah. And they lit a cigar. Two players, not one, just two of them, though. Okay. All right? Sure. They also did the exact same. It was their second natty in a row, by the way. Okay. All right? So they also did the same thing the year before in the same stadium when they won. Two players? Uh, Multiple players. Okay. And uh, because of that, in this stadium, this is a high school stadium, has a strict no tobacco policy. Okay. Um, they they were issued fines by the NCAA and told not to do it again after year one. Okay. All right. So prior to the second game, okay, the coaches and staff go to the players and say, "Hey, look, guys, we got in trouble last year. If we win, let, we're not lighting up cigars. Everybody got that. We're not doing all that stuff." Okay. But these two players, two knuckleheads. Kids being kids. Kids being kids. Decided to buck the system, light it up. And then the other thing they did was when you go to these, uh, if you go to a bowl game or you go to a preseason game, like when I was at Alabama, we'd go play in the the Georgia Dome back in the day in the the preseason. There would be like your stickers would be in like a temporary stickers would be in the uh, locker room, you know? Oh, sure. So a couple players. Took a couple stickers off the wall that said Ferris State on them. Okay. Okay. So far, I'm, I'm having... Are you okay? So far, I'm having a hard time getting all that triggered. You I'm, just don't know where you're at right now, right? I mean, I, I... So, so far, what you've told me is the coaches told the kids, don't don't smoke cigars if we win. And a couple of them did because... Two, exactly. Because kids... Kids are kids. Kids are kids, and that's fine. And at the end of the day, that that's really no harm done. And, and so far, you're telling me that they've taken some stickers off the wall that were going to come off the wall anyway. Okay. Okay. Both situations, when they lit the cigar <clears throat> yes. and when they took the stickers, were immediately addressed by the coaches and the staff to stop. Okay. All right? All right. So some coach said, dude, we, 
we told you about that. Jimmy, cut, Joe, we told you not hey, to like the cigars. Yeah, put the, put the damn cigar I can tell down. you how I would be. It, it, first of all, I wouldn't care. But if that was if I was in that situation that happened, I would be like, dude, are you serious right now? Just put that out. Yeah. That would be the extent of it. Okay. So, the NCAA, their punishment, they suspend the head football coach, Tony, and I hope I pronounced your name right, Anise. Okay. For a game. And not just any game. They're not suspending him for the first game of next season, Neil. They're going to suspend him for the very first playoff game that they get into. But why? Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, stop. (laughs) Stop. He's suspended. Stop. (laughs) So Coach Tony. Yep. Who handled the, the. Did everything he was supposed to do. The first time. Was anyone harmed? Here's no. my here's my question. Were, 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 were there any damage done by the cigars? No. No fire? Nope. Nothing was destroyed? No. All right, the stickers that came off the wall, did they, by tearing the sticker off the wall, did they no. do some sort of structural damage no. to the facility? No. Okay, so, so I'm all for accountability, but I'm also like a common sense guy, mm-hmm. which is why me covering college sports doesn't really work. Um, how is it the head coach's fault? Uh, it's a great question. That's why I'm puzzled. And, and, and so, so if you, all right, first of all, for people that don't know this, but why, why if he's going to be suspended, <clears throat> number one, he just shouldn't be suspended. You, you got bigger problems, I, I would hope. And if that's your biggest problem, if this is the biggest problem you got, then you should like go outside today, breathe in some fresh air, and say, <laughs> "We're kicking ass." I would. I want to. I, and here's the the kicker. So they appealed, okay, to the NCAA. They appealed the decision about suspending him for a game. Ferris State did. Yes. Okay. Got denied. On what grounds? That they broke the rules. And here's where I have a problem with this, all right? So, um, Alabama-Tennessee game every year. Okay. It's literally known as the cigar game. Yeah. And it would I, – I, I never ask questions, but after the game, every year I was there, Tennessee won for the first time this year in a mm-hmm. while, right? So, sure. every year I was there, we beat them pretty good. And you would go in the locker room, and players would have boxes of cigars, like in their, you know, their bag and stuff. I don't know where they got them from. But they had a lot of cigars. There were more cigars than than Tony Soprano could smoke in, in a year. All right. I mean, there were there were cigars everywhere. Okay. The only time anybody ever said anything to the I, I did bring this up sometime. I think the week with Alabama, I got in trouble. Um, almost got arrested going out of the You tell me about uh, this in Knoxville. Right. The cop didn't like me lighting up my cigar. And I was looking around and the other 150 people that had cigars in the mouth. I don't know why I picked my little ass out. I guess because I, I was the smallest guy. I look, I look like the most uh, in, insignificant person, I guess, in, in gear. Are you a cigar person, by the way? Do you, do you like um, them? I don't dislike them, but yeah. I don't uh, I don't go out of my way. I'm not like a connoisseur. My brothers both smoke cigars, and I don't – yeah, you put it in a good way. It's not that I dislike them, but I don't like them. Does that make any sense? I don't, yeah. I don't like, oh, no, I don't like that. But if I ever smoke one, 
I don't like the way it feels. I don't like that you can't get the taste out of your mouth for like seven years. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's it. That's it. My, your mouth feels like an ashtray. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a cigar person. Like I know coaches that instead of dipping, will chew on cigars. Like that's their dip, okay. right? Um, I I mean, I, this is just a complete and utter, like what the hell are we doing? Like. They had to pay fifteen thousand three hundred eighty three dollars for cleaning and repair. That's just for the being stickers? that's just being extra. You know, I just I'm I can't. The, I'm in the wrong field. Uh, yeah, I, that's extra. I can't even describe to you. But the the fact that okay, let's say that you go, hey, look now, NCAA calls down and say, hey, look, you're gonna get suspended a game if this happens. Okay, let's say that happened. Okay. Why not? Why are we waiting until a playoff game to suspend the guy? If you're going to suspend the guy for a game, what's wrong with the first game? You know what I mean? Like, think about all the things that go on and all the rules that are broken in the NCAA. And we're going to suspend the guy for this? Like, I feel like this is like Oklahoma State getting hammered in basketball about probation a couple years ago. Like, this is like, I mean, hey, look, anytime, and like, the one of the worst I'd ever been a part of was actually here at Ole Miss when I told you that's like Ole Miss was driving 75 on the interstate of a speed limit of 70 and got thrown in jail and uh, thrown in jail for speeding going five miles over the speed limit. Dude, this is like, this makes the Ole Miss thing look silly. Like how much overreach this is. I mean, it's a freaking cigar, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't. He not only should he not be suspended from a playoff game, he shouldn't be suspended from any game. I mean, suspend him from the first quarter of the spring game <laughs> if you if you just nothing. have to. That that is the thing is nothing is the answer. But it's like, come on, man. I mean, Auburn LSU does it. I mean, Joe Burrow, we we freaking celebrate uh, Joey B for smoking a cigar in the backstage after the national championship game. He got fined twenty five hundred dollars also. Yeah, and that's a lot of like. Look, those guys don't get paid now. There's high school coaches make more than division two coaches. I mean, what are, what are, we, what are we doing? What are we finding him for? <laughs> what, I mean, <laughs> see, this is my problem, right? <laughs> There's got to be a person who raises his or her hand in the room when this decision is going down and goes, that goes, but why? I mean, I mean why? Well, it's the rule. Okay. I bet the person who came up with that decision is a lot of fun to hang out with at parties. <laughs> oh, can you imagine how many masks he or she wore? Um, how much? What would you? How funny would it be if it, you you go back and look at the committee and the chair committee's first name is Karen? <laughs> well, there are people that just don't have any pragmatic sense. It's I mean, a lot of that going on around these days. Just the ability to say, "Hey, wait a minute." All right, we told them not to smoke. A couple of them did. They're kids, bonehead kids. Hey, next year, coach, please, please tell them not to smoke. I mean, it's like, the, the like they had a hookah full of weed or something. They're <laughs> just hot box in the locker room. Like that, that's what kills me, man. Is like I've literally when we were in Tennessee, I think that's what pissed off the uh, Tennessee police officer so bad. Is I literally because it was like a, it's a little ass locker room. It's it's not very nice and kneeling. I mean, so it's a small locker room. Yeah, those kids were trying to hot box the locker room. You know what I mean? Like on purpose. Everybody's lighting it up and just trying to hot. I'm like, but it's still funny. There's nothing like 
criminal or suspect. Can you imagine how awesome would it be to get uh, our good friend Charlie Baker, our new buddy at the NCAA, to call Nick Saban and, <laughs> and say, hey, you're suspended from the first college football playoff game that you that, oh. that you have to coach in because your guys smoke – two of your players smoke cigars. Now, how do you think that conversation is going to go over? Poorly. <laughs> you chose poorly. Yeah. No, it's not – I mean <laughs> – but again, this is it's ludicrous, man. I mean, I get the, our most facilities are tobacco free these days. All of them. I mean, every one of them. It just you understand that some things just no one's getting harmed, right? This isn't this isn't like like for example, we cracked down on hazing with fraternities and stuff because mm -hmm. people got harmed because when you pour vodka down someone's throat and you alcohol poison them, and they're in a coma, and they die, you have harm. We should stop that, right? Yeah. There's harm. There's a reason why they're cracking down on targeting. Why? Because we're trying to protect people. Correct. We don't want people to be injured, to be maimed. We don't. We, we want to fix that. And it might lead to a conversation about, well, we've gone too far. Football's a physical game, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, your heart's in the right place. The, 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 the goal of this is to protect people to protect the players on the field yeah. from being harmed. And sometimes that means that maybe you, the, the, the game's going to get impacted a little bit. That's, that's, that's okay. Yeah. This, there's no, if there's no harm, it's not like guys are like bringing in blow torches going, hey, <laughs> that's where you go, hey, wait, 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 you, you could burn something down. Hey, don't use that flame thrower to light your cigarette, right. please. Here, here's a match, <laughs> dumbass. Right. It's if there's no harm, that is actually the hardest part in those games is finding a way to light the cigar. It would blow your mind how many players bring hella cigars with no way to light. I'm them. not surprised <laughs> because they don't smoke. Um, but it's just not if if nobody's harmed, don't sweat it. Yeah, right. And 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 the school maybe maybe the school a nice gesture would be like seriously. You, you play in a cigar game, and at the end of it, you know that some poor janitorial staff who does not give us who wins the game is going to have to work a little overtime. So maybe you maybe you send some sort of a gift to the the, the janitorial staff. Maybe you, you yeah. send some pizzas or, or whatever the case may be, right? You just make a gesture that goes, hey, I know that our foolishness and our childishness on this particular rivalry game is leading to you having to work a little harder and a little extra. Here's a gesture from us. Have a great holiday season. I am the end, end, end of, but but no nobody gets harmed. This is this is why people like me make fun of the NCAA because they can't think logically, they can't think pragmatically. It's why they're having such a hard time on a bigger picture, like with with NIL stuff, with <laughs> with transfer portal exactly. stuff. Exactly. Now you're trying to solve real problems, and this is what we're worried about. That's why when, when people say, "What do you think?" I'm like, "Well, it's going to go badly." And what do you mean? I'm like, "It's going to go badly because the people who run the NCAA." Almost without fail, they 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 can't think or refuse to think or are scared to think logically. Yeah, um, I'm I'm the uh, second most passive aggressive person that I know. Clay says I'm not passive aggressive. I'm just aggressive, um, but I like to think I'm passive aggressive. Do you know what I would do? Let me tell you what I would be a t like. I'd be suspended for a year because you know what I would do. I'd go buy a box of Cubans and mail them to the 
and mail, mail them to the NCAA office. <laughs> well, and, I mean, how funny would that be? Like, hey, here you go, boss. Yeah, just send like a, a, and couple, a gift card to a couple of bottles of bourbon and go, guys. Yeah, have relax. A, relax a little. <laughs> Step outside. Just, go have a nice beer. Uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, I just. But this is stupid. But I mean, that, that, so and the guy and I feel bad because it's not like you're finding because somebody brought it up. He got fined twenty five hundred bucks too. You're not when these guys look D two coaching is hard, man. This isn't fining uh, Bryce Harper a hundred dollars. No, right. And it's just I just think it's um, a little bit ridiculous. I think the fun police are just a little too much. So. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends at Walk On Sports Bistro, where they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, order online at walkons.com on the convenient Walk-Ons app. If you're in the Oxford area or you're in the Jackson area this weekend coming up, you got the uh, Final Four. You got uh, Major League Baseball getting started. You got college baseball on the TVs. So stop by our Walk-Ons in Oxford or Ridgeland and uh, make sure you tell them how much you appreciate them making, helping to make this show possible. Hey, I do want to, before I forget, I want to give our boy uh, Cole a shout out. Okay, we had our first viral video yesterday. So Cole Cole put out a uh, I guess it was right at twenty four hours now. It's got a, already got one hundred and twenty six thousand views. Wow! You t- you telling Nick Saban stories? Yeah, that, I hope I do. <laughs> I'm waiting on my phone call for my no caller ID. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, but uh, a lot of uh, TikTok man is a is a toxic place, man. So you think? Those people don't. I mean, they just, wow. Yeah, I mean, we were discussing things at the beginning of our conversation about. Jeez, man, Christmas. Need to get the, need to get some of those guys. T- TikTok is. Need to, let them chill out a little bit. I mean, it's it's vicious on that. It's vicious. That's not a. That's not for the weak-minded. <laughs> I, I liked it. It's an unhealthy place. Yeah, it's bad. But, um yeah, anyway, good job, Cole. Fired up for you. 126,000 views, 24 hours. So you got you a lot of new TikTok fans, Neil. I, I spend no time on TikTok. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. I do. I do. I, I shouldn't say I don't. I do get on there, and sometimes you find out, find some funny shit. But anyway. I spend – I'm trying to think. My social media <laughs> is down to very little Twitter. I'll get on Instagram basically just to hit the like button on yeah. some of Caroline's stuff because I'm trying to help her. Um, I'll check Facebook once every 10 to 12 days. I haven't had a Facebook in five, six, seven years. And, dude, that's about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk a little NFL. Um, dun, 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 dun. Lamar Jackson saw this. announces on social media this morning and it was don't think it wasn't convenient timing because uh, Harbaugh was about to speak to the media. Oh, you think he knew that? Oh yeah. Oh come that on. That he uh, it's actually kind of brilliant. It was that he requested a trade on March the second. Twenty five days ago. Twenty five days ago that he mm-hmm. requested a trade. Okay. And then, then that's when they put the non exclusive tender franchise tag on him. After that, after that conversation. 
So they were so like, okay, John, big boy. So John Harbaugh is up at the podium today doing his media op. We love us some Lamar. And meanwhile, the beat writers in the room, their phones are blowing up. <laughs> hey, uh, you need to find out about this. And so Harbaugh gets asked about it and kind of plays dumb. Yeah. That That's, doesn't help things, boss. It, it, if he it, goes back, it's toxic, man. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of feels like we've passed the point of no return with it Lamar does, Jackson. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how, if you're Baltimore, I don't know how you bring him back. Uh, there was an interesting, not rumor, because it's too early to be a rumor, but a rumble, I think you could call it, that the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts were like, huh, well, he can kind of change things in our offense. Um, here's the problem for Lamar. I made the mistake of I was running and I was li I was I was listening to music, but I had ESPN on and I had the captions up where I could read. And Lamar's put himself in a position. Or no, he, he hasn't done it. Saint Omni Society. <laughs> no, he has. He has an agent. Um, he has a female agent. I know you're talking about. And uh, there's pressure on that agent to get. The Deshaun Watson deal, two hundred and thirty some odd right. million dollars, all guaranteed. Yep. Um, the offers apparently that have been made are more along the Josh Allen side of the deal, where it's. I heard one hundred and twenty, hundred. Yeah, it's like one hundred and fifty million yeah. of it's guaranteed, and another hundred of it is not, or whatever. I don't know. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So he has this pressure on him to get a deal that I'm not sure he can get. Like the Cleveland Browns gave a deal to Deshaun Watson that frankly nobody else would give. Now, good for Deshaun. And if you can get it, that's what you're worth. But when everybody else goes, yeah, but we're not going there. Like we're not establishing that as a new market. And there's this battle right now with ownership yeah, around the league. about it that don't want to set the precedent of 100% guaranteed. Now, you can argue whether it should or shouldn't be. That's fine. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not involved right. in that. That's not, that's not really germane to what I'm saying. But Lamar, my point is this, is that if Lamar Jackson's representation is going to stick to, nope, we want everything guaranteed, we want $235 million, whatever the number is, Tyler, there might not be a market for him at that, at that number. Look, I... I've said this, and I'll keep saying it. It's not that Lamar Jackson, to me, it's not has this has nothing to do with his playing his playing ability, how good he is, how much he changes games. Mm -hmm. My whole deal is is he can't stay healthy. Now, if you told me Lamar Jackson played every single game every single year and he's playing like that, dude, pay the guy every cent that he's he wants. Well, they've no one. How many not, seasons has the guy finished? Well, and some of that though is is the is the up to, is it the fault of the Ravens? They haven't done a great job of protecting him. They haven't done a great job of giving him the kind of weapons that some of his contemporaries have. He certainly doesn't have the receiving core, for example, that Joe Burrow has. But look, he's a great player. He's an elite quarterback. But the point is, is that if if a team gives Shohei Otani a billion dollars, yeah. that's, that's what he's worth. Right. Right? But if Shohei gets a billion and Mike Trout goes, okay, well, I want a billion too. 
and there's no market giving him a billion, it doesn't really matter whether he feels like he should get a billion or the whether the people feel like he should get a billion. If you can't get the billion, well, then you're not worth the billion. And, right. And, and I don't know if I'm even making sense No, here. I 100% understand what you're talking about. So the Cleveland gave Deshaun Watson that money, and therefore that's what he's worth. Good for him. Kudos. But the fact that the other 31 teams in the league look at that deal and go, hmm. Not us means that you might not be able to get that. And if you're stubbornly sticking to that as you're you are you willing to sit out a year and take the lost money that you would take? Are you are you willing to truly hold out of camp? Those are the questions that are facing Lamar Jackson right now. And look, at the end of the day, that's those are answers that he has to decide on his own. What do you think what do you think he's worth? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think you have to wait and see. If, if, I'm, a, if I'm a team, I want to see, okay, what is... What does Burrow get? What is his new deal? What is Herbert's deal? Um, well, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, and and the Ravens are. And then you slot him in under those guys. I mean, I think if you look at if you ask if you ask fifty NFL experts, name your top five quarterbacks. Right. Okay. In some order, after they're going to say Mahomes is number one. Yep. Everyone's going to say Patrick Mahomes is number one. Then there's going to be some debate about. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, whether people think that or not, I'm just telling you, if you ask 50 NFL right, people, you're right, going right, to get right. that conversation. Uh, I feel like I'm leaving someone out. Probably Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's, he's a little, older, a little but... older now, so probably not him anymore. But I don't think they're getting to Lamar any earlier than fifth, and there are probably some people that are ahead of him at five. So the market, look, Cleveland. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. I would I would rather have Trevor Lawrence today. Yeah. If I have a franchise, just franchise X. Do you want Trevor Lawrence? 
today moving forward, or do you want Lamar Jackson today moving forward? I'll take Trevor Lawrence. Right. I'll take Mahomes. Yep. I'll take Allen. I'll take Burrow. I'll take Herbert. Um, I'm scanning quickly. I mean, you're up there. I mean, that's that's about right. Then Lamar. So he's sixth. Yeah. You know, I, I, where does that come in in the money? And this is where the Deshaun Watson deal, from a market standpoint, kind of screwed the market. And ownership is people say, well, they're colluding. Okay, well, you have to prove collusion. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, are they colluding? Yeah, they probably are. Good luck with that. But can you prove that the Bengals are calling the Ravens and going, hey, hey, oh, hey, don't, don't do it. Because if you can't prove it, then it doesn't really exist. No, you're 100% right. Um, I, but I, I'm with you. I think it's so toxic. I, I think he has to go. And so here's the next question from a trade standpoint. This leads into the what I think you want to talk about yeah. next, which is you've got these four young quarterbacks that are coming out in this draft. In, in some yep. order, Bryce Young, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. They're all coming out in this draft at the end of April. Yep. So the question that you have with the perspective in, in a market with a team, let's let's take the Raiders as just an example. Okay. Okay? They, they, they went and got a stopgap in Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they're in the market for a quarterback. Their question would be, all right, do we – do we are we do we want to go two hundred and forty million dollars and get Lamar Jackson, or do we want to get a quarterback on a rookie scale deal? No. Do we do we want to go get Will Levis? Yep, C.J. Stroud, whoever, whatever, Anthony Richardson, whatever the case may be. I think right now a lot of those teams go. You know what? Give me the quarterback on the rookie scale deal because if you look around the league, if you if you handle the rest of it right and you have a quarterback on a rookie-scale deal, you can really build around that quarterback and then figure out how to pay and when to pay that quarterback down the road. Yeah. Again, my whole deal is I don't have a problem. Pay the guy. If you knew he was going to play 17 weeks in the playoffs, play the guy. But he never finishes a season because he always gets hurt. Always gets hurt. And so what's what's a good guarantee in all this money if he's not going to play? I don't so so here, Alan, Alan brings up a couple of numbers. And here's, here's part of Lamar Jackson's problem. Yeah. Russell Wilson got $49 million per year. Yeah. Robbed him. I mean, good for him. Yeah, good for him. But it was a terrible deal for the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Kyler Murray's getting 46.1 a year. Again, good for him. No question about it. I mean, his agents did a good job. Yep. But I don't think too many people around football would go, yeah, it's a great deal, man. Arizona, y'all really, y'all really handled that well, right? They didn't. Yep. And so people look at Lamar and they go, well, yeah, he's better than both of those guys. Yeah, and I agree. He's much better than Russell Wilson. He's much better than Kyler Murray. But is he worth $50 million to your franchise? And, and the, and, the Ravens and, and, have called his bluff and done the non-exclusive tender. Hey, if you're worth it, let's go see if you're worth it. And the Ravens are basically saying, see, I go for, I go a step further than what you just said. Yeah. I think the Ravens are saying, we don't think you're worth it. We've had you. You're a good guy. You're whatever. But we, we're, you didn't get us to the promised land. We don't think you're worth it. Yeah. No, man. It's, it's, and, I mean, it tells me what the Ravens would like to do is they'd like to trade him get some value out of it. Get some value out of him and then maybe get up high enough in the draft to take a swing on one of the new guys. Yep. Um, speaking of the new guys, good transition. So Stroud, Levis, and Young all had their pro days last week. Yeah. And I know this is going to shock you. Guess what? They were all it was a disaster. They were all just great, great pro days. What'd you do over there, dude? I just hit my foot on something. <laughs> My feet, my feet. I, I saw after, a look of pain coming across your face. After running as much as I've been running, my feet are so sensitive. I'm sorry. Um, but shocker, 
man, they were great. Mm-hmm. They all just, you would not believe the ball coming out of their hand. Well, actually, and, I would. And the release and how far he throws it and how accurate he was. They're super healthy. <laughs> they're in tip-top shape. They've no, been, nobody's trying to kill them? They've been professionally <laughs> trained. They're all super talented players. Um, no one's hitting them. Yeah. Um, there's nobody defending the receivers that are running the routes. Yep. Everything's kind of orchestrated. Yeah, they're all going to do really, really well. I mean, look at all of those guys. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Who was the other one? Will Levis. Yep. Guess who's going to look good this week? Oh, Richardson. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're all going to look well, – because they're, 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 they're all – they all have all the tools or a variety of the different tools to be super quarterbacks. That's why this is going to be such a fascinating draft. I just get so when the pro days come around, it's like I just I already start rolling my eyes. I do too. Well, like Ole Miss has their pro day on Wednesday. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you my journalism opinion on this that is so completely unpopular. Okay. I will go. It's my daughter Campbell. Let me let her know that I'm podcasting. Tell her I say hello. Okay, one second. I always send the everything okay, first of all. We have to do that. But um, but I will go and I will ask myself, why am I here? What am I doing here? <laughs> I don't cover the NFL. What am I what am I doing here? Oh, player X jumped 32 inches. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, okay. What am I? What am I doing here? It's, it's literally what I think at every one of those things. And the only time that's interesting at all, last year was interesting to watch. Mike Tomlin, and uh, uh, the coach with the Panthers, who's not now at Nebraska, who's Matt Rule. Matt Rule, watching those guys, really watching Matt Corral. You could tell trying to kind of figure out what do we think about this guy. What do we, re- you know, like, yeah, talking to people. When you watch a quarterback, you can. I do like watching quarterbacks live, but here's the best way I can I can describe it to you is pro day with quarterbacks, especially elite quarterbacks. We'll throw a baseball reference in here. Okay. It's like going to the ballpark two hours early and watching Freddie Freeman or Ronald Acuna or whoever. If they wanted to. The most impressive BP I've ever seen is Nolan Arenado. If they want to, holy, and that's saying God. if they want to, because a lot of times they don't. They're trying to work. They're on working things. on other things. They can damn near hit every pitch out of the park. Oh, for sure, easily. Yeah, yeah. and not even stress about it. Arenado was hitting four hundred and eighty foot bombs. Yeah, so you're putting a like quarter- he was hitting the ball so hard <laughs> that I was down the third baseline and I was like kind of scared. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, okay, he wouldn't hit you. He's not going to foul one, but if he did. I wouldn't have a chance. Or it's like going to a PGA Tour event and going on the driving range and watching these PGA Tour guys on a driving range. Every shot, you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Or watching them on TV. Like, this scares the shit out of me because I obviously love golf. Watching on TV is some guys in the rough and the the whole every fan is lined up, you know, two feet from them. And you're like, I'm like, dude. Like, I I watched uh, uh, they had the WGC uh, match play. Which you should. I know you're not a golf guy. Uh-uh. You would have actually enjoyed this last week's tournament. Around the bra- bracket, they do a match play bracket. They yeah. have 64 golfers. Yeah. And this winter, you move on like the NCAA bracket. Mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth had hit one right. So the fans were lined up. The hole was on the other side of the fans. And he's like, oh, y'all stay there. He was cutting it around the fans back there. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude. No, no. Like, 
actually he was slicing it. He wasn't cutting it. He was slicing it up the fairway. And I'm like, dude, like just misses it a groove. And somebody's getting getting their teeth knocked out. No, I'm, I'm good. Because the ball's coming off like 120, 130 miles an hour. And I'm like, uh, no. I will never forget, by the way, Jimmy Walker, who's the shittiest golfer in the PGA Tour. Jimmy Walker hit my wife at the memorial uh, two years ago. Uh, and we went to the memorial during the summer, during COVID. Went to the memorial. He hit my wife. He was in the he was in the hunt. He was in contention on Saturday. He hits my wife on a par five uh, with his drive. Didn't even say sorry. We just got up there, started bitching about his lie. So, but yeah, those guys, it hurts, man. My wife had a big ass bruise. Hit her right in the freaking shoulder. Um, but yeah, anyway, Jimmy Walker was in good times, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't know what I, I know I just, what good I times just, is. I just dated myself. Yeah, I know what good times is. JJ. JJ. Was it JJ? It was, was the last name Walker in that show? I don't know. I watched Sanford and Sons before the Braves Sanford on, TV, and Sons on TBS. Was all, Sanford and Sons was awesome. Yeah, that's what I watched. Um, Were you Team Fred or Team Lamont? I'm on Fred. I'm always on Fred. That's my man. What would you think of Grady? Dude, I haven't watched that show in forever. Shady Grady. Shady Grady. I, I need to go back watch show, it. man. <laughs> Poor old Lamont, funny. man. Lamont got tired of his dad. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, you're killing me. Yeah, that was a great show. But anyway, <laughs> here's the thing that drives me crazy is all these gurus with these comps, okay? There's nothing worse in life that I hate than player comps. I get asked about them all the time. Mm-hmm. I just – it puts such an unfair expectation on people, and we just – so who would you compare Bryce Young to? <laughs> right? I mean, mm-hmm. I just hate him. You're like, uh, like I'm sitting there on Will Levis's pro day before I can like even look at anything on social media. The first two posts on social media that I see is one is this guy looks just like Josh Allen. And then I believe it was the NFL posted this release looks like Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh, like it's not even fair. But saying all that to say this, um, I think I'm where I'm at with the quarterbacks now. I've studied. I'm ready to go. If I was draft order, it um, was it was the Walkers, by the way. It was the Walkers. No Evans, Evans, JJ Evans. How did you go from Walker to Evans? Because the the, the actor who played oh, JJ real name is, Walker, is Jimmy right? Walker. Okay, all right. How about that? See, I was I was kind of in the ballpark. You were in of the ballpark. Right. Yeah, that's one. Of, that's one. Of, that's what happens when you get old. You just you're kind of all over Florida. The place. Florida Evans. Remember Florida? Uh. Uh-uh. It was Esther Roll played in that role. Dude, that's back when the Braves were on TBS. I mean, I was Good Times a kid. was 1974 to 1979. Esther Roll was amazing in that show. She was really, really good. That see, now I got to go back and watch Sanford and Sons on repeat on something. I'll find it on something. Bookman, Nathan Bookman, he was like the janitor. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. No, you're good. But anyway, long story short, at the end of the day, um. When it comes to the quarterbacks, we'll talk about the draft coming up. I have made my – where I would kind of figure them out after watching everything again. I think they all have high ceilings. I would have to pick off the floor. My personal picks, I would take Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and then Anthony Richardson based on floor. Okay. Not ceiling. If you went on ceiling, what's your ceiling ranking? Oh, my ceiling, Anthony Richardson is always going to be one. Okay. But I just – his floor is the lowest floor, so right? So, do, do, do ceilings. Ceiling, I would go um, – Ceiling, I would go Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, just backwards. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Will Levis has a very high ceiling, too. He does. Um, I like his – I may like his mentality second, but I like his – I like his the shit in his neck. 
I like I like Will Levis. I do too. Um, but oh, look, I've, I've told people this. Everybody, everybody does the college thing with Will Levis, and I get it 100%. I, I talked to NFL people over two years about Will Levis, and they love him. They love him. They love everybody. They love him. And this yeah. was before they got to meet him. And he's got a lot of he's got a lot of it. In the same way that I think Bryce Young has it just in spades. The question on Young is just simply size. Yes, yeah, it's size. And it's the same thing. And you know, you start thinking about how the NFL is getting so far away from hitting the quarterback mm-hmm. and doing everything like that. He doesn't run around like Kyler Murray, even though he's the same size. Um, but I do I do think it's uh I think it's a. I, I would take Bryce Young first, C.J. Stroud second, Will Levis third, Anthony Richardson fourth. I mean, in the order of quarterbacks, not necessarily the order of the draft, but that's who I would take. All right, let's switch gears, get a little basketball before we get out of here today. All right. I know you're going to be all over this one. You ready? Texas is hot going to hire Rodney Terry as the head coach, which we talked about you know a couple weeks ago. Um, we thought it would take a Final Four. Did not. Took the Elite Eight. But do you think – here's my question to you. Okay. Is do you think this is a different um, than a normal interim tag? By meaning – He did a very good job in a, in a difficult situation. Yeah. He clearly is respected and loved by the players. That's obvious. That's evident when you watch them interact. Um, I thought he did a very good job as a floor coach. Um, he's been a head coach before. Um, I'd like to know wh- what happened behind the scenes a little bit with their search. You know, there are yeah. s- there are some rumors that they reached out to Billy Donovan. Uh. It would not surprise me to find out that they did reach out to Billy Donovan and that Billy Donovan, through his intermediaries, informed Texas that, you know what, I, thanks, but I'm staying in the NBA. I like the NBA. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that they reached out through intermediaries to John Calipari, who said, nope, I'm going to stay where I am. I know it hadn't gone great at Kentucky, but I got a big-time class coming in, and I'm going to make this thing go. Um. And if that's the case and you miss out on the super high-profile guy, right, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that they reached out a little bit to Jerome Tang at Kansas State and that Jerome Tang even said, no, you know what? I I may have found a good fit for myself here. They got some pub in the last two weeks. So at that point, you know, and and maybe not all of those things happened. I, I feel pretty confident that one or two of those things may have sort of happened. And then at the end of the day, you look at it at, at Texas and you say, okay, well, you know, we asked in, we asked in December for Rodney Terry to, to, to steer the program, and he did. We asked in, in December for him to um, handle a chaotic situation and stabilize it, and he did. And we asked him to win, and he did. Won the Big 12 uh, conference tournament, went to the Elite Eight, lost to a very – good Miami team and what was a very good game and that they looked at it and said, okay, we, we, we asked you to do some things. You did it. We think you can win here. We like the way that you represent the university. You, you, you're, you're popular. People like you. Sure. Yeah. I think the, 
you know, we which we've talked a bunch is the interim tag, man. It's it's a it's a it's a funny tag because you got to be careful when you're doing it, and when you do it, when you're which is another reason everybody I you know how I personally feel about firing coaches middle of the year. I think it's ridiculous. From an administrative standpoint, you have nothing you have nothing to gain right. and everything to lose. From an administrative standpoint, sure. the only thing you gain is shutting the fans up for a minute. That's the only thing you get. But when you hire a guy, you put that you fire, especially in basketball, baseball, you know, these with these postseason tournaments, you're one run away yeah. from being stuck. Yeah. You're one run away from being stuck. And we'll find out now in the next couple of years whether he just went on a run, whether, you know, because look, that, this was a team that he helped build, but this was a Chris Beard built team. Yeah. Can he build that kind of a team? Uh, Chris Beard established the culture on that team and he helped uh, continue it. He may have increased it. I don't know. I wasn't there, but he obviously continued it. They continued to play hard. They, they, the uh, the situation with Chris Beard did not derail the program or derail the team. So we're going to find out. He's going to get an opportunity. I, 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 I'm not surprised at all that that he got the opportunity. But it, look, Grind, it's, Grind it's, says Texas has all the resources in the world but don't have crazy uh, expectations. Great basketball job. I said, except they ran Barnes and Shaka Smart pretty quick. <laughs> they did, but that wasn't working with Shaka. Yeah. You but, know? That's the thing. Is this worked everywhere else he's been, right? It, it did. All right. Is it working for Barnes where he's at? To a degree. So, sooner or later. Yeah, I mean, they're a Sweet 16 team. So yeah. Sooner or later, you got to look in the mirror. It wouldn't surprise me that they inquired about Eric Musselman at Arkansas and that Musselman was like, no, you know what? I, I got a yeah, I, I got a good gig. He's I don't, got a good gig. I, I don't want to upset the apple cart. I, I think more and more with coaches, you're seeing that this will be interesting with Dusty May moving forward for the next year or two. I'd ride that thing out as long as I could. Yeah, because if you're Dusty May, you've got I took FAU to the Final Four on your resume. It's on your resume. It's right Forever. there. Front line, top line. Forever. Top line. Hey, Dusty, what do you think about your team? Well, we're in the – remember when I took FAU to the Final Four? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that was me. Hey. Um, I think more and more coaches are looking around and going, hey, if you're someplace where you fit – and it works for you. Like this is like if I'm Jerome Tang, okay? Yeah. You ask a hundred coaches, what's a better job? Texas, Kansas State. Probably 90 something are gonna go Texas. Right. Of course. But if you're Jerome Tang, you're like, yeah, but I've figured out how to do it here, I think. Got a good atmosphere. Everybody loves you. You get to kind of recruit who you want. Not you could, one player on their team that not one player started at Kansas State. I know. State. So if you feel like, and you could be proven wrong, but yep. if you feel like, hey, I think I may have solved the Rubik's Cube here. Doesn't mean that if you scramble the cube and put me a new cube at someplace else, I might look at that thing and go, I don't know how to get all the greens in one place. <laughs> but he's figured, he thinks, hey, I've kind of figured, look at that, look. I got it right here. Yeah. I think sometimes your best bet is just ride it out. No, I stay where you are. I one hundred percent agree. I think too many times, like too many times, way too many times, coaches chase checks. 
Yeah, I think sometimes coaches, like a lot of us, are guilty of overthinking things. The grass is always greener a little bit. Allegedly. <laughs> and it's just kind of, it's easy to go, boy, if I could win nine games a year at School X, son of a bitch, man, can you imagine how many games I'd win at School Y? And sometimes that's proven to be true. Yeah. And sometimes it's not. Because for whatever reason, the sauce, the secret sauce that you had figured out how to make at School X, even when you put all those ingredients, you bring all those ingredients at School Y, and you're like, wait, how, how much of this do we put in there? I, can, I don't remember the recipe. I don't know how to do it. And so how, it doesn't work quite as well. For whatever reason, it just doesn't work. And a lot of it is because it's people. It's fits. The word fit matters. I mean, like Grind uses it here about smart. Shaka Smart is a very good basketball coach. He won at Virginia Commonwealth. He went to Texas, and he just didn't win. He goes to Marquette, and he wins big. Yep. What does that tell you? Did Shaka Smart like take a hi hiatus? Forgot how to coach for a little for, bit. From being a good coach? No. But it just tells you that he didn't fit there. Right. Does, I it, mean, it. does it mean Texas is a shitty program? No, it just means that didn't fit. You see that all the time in, in, in sports for whatever reason. You'll see it with players. A player goes to a new a new place. He got a new contract or whatever, and he feels like he's got a press. The next thing you know, he's in a slump. The next thing you know, he's, it's a disaster, and he gets out of that place, right? And he goes to a new place, and you think, well, that guy's done. And you look up, and he's like, he's the comeback player of the year. And he's, you know what I mean? Yep. Happens all the fit matters in everything, not just sports and jobs and stuff like that. Fit matters. No, it does. All right, let's talk about this uh, real quick before we finish the basketball stuff up and get out of here today. Oh, something I got to thinking about this weekend is think about our good buddy John Ruiz down in Miami and the impact that NIL has made in the in men and women's yeah. basketball at Miami this year. Yeah. I mean, you got Miami men's team in the Final Four. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Wong was the first one who publicly came out last summer and was like, hey, you know, going to Miami and doing all that stuff with Life Wallet. Mm -hmm. um, and you got the Cavender twins that are down the, the Miami basketball with others, but NIL. Do they make Final Four? Miami? Uh, no, they got beat. Got beat. Who beat them? LSU. LSU beat them. Okay. Last night, yesterday. But still, program wise, first time, whatever, and however long, right? They so, brought the, the the twins brought a ton of attention to that program. Oh. Yeah, I mean, just tons. Tons. Yeah. I mean, they got, you know, whatever, 6 million, 8 million followers on TikTok. I yeah. mean, it's just ridiculous. Crazy, yep. They had a great agent, too. He's a cool guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a really, really cool guy. His brother-in-law's an idiot. <laughs> His brother-in-law's an asshole. But, oh, my God. But he's a, he is a, a top-tier agent. Anyway, um, think about this, and I want to run this by you. I mean, because you would think, like, I, it's just me thinking, like, out loud, if – here if, goes the Tyler slander. If my brother-in-law <laughs> represented two of the most recognizable people in sports, and I had a show, just happened to have a show, <laughs> I'm just talking out. I mean, I'm not. I'm just totally spitballing this right now. I'm thinking I'd be like, "Hey, bro." <laughs> Don't you think we could get the twins on the show and maybe get we can't some exposure? Afford them. We can't afford them. But you'd think that maybe he'd say, hey, <laughs> twins, let's just say H Hannah, Haley. I mean, I just names out of the blues. Oh, yeah. I was thinking H names. Heather. 
Hannah, Haley, <laughs> do me a do me a solid here. Yeah. Give me twenty minutes of your time, just for kicks and giggles. Now that the season's over, they're probably a little creeped out by the two old bald men. <laughs> I'm just just saying. Anyway, but here here's what I want to talk about. All right, NIL. When it comes to basketball, if you are a SEC team, mm-hmm. let's take Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Vandy, Florida, it wouldn't, and you're going to invest money in coaches. How much sense does it make to dump $2 million of your war chest a year into basketball in the team that you could buy? I'm honestly don't know why more people don't do it. But I think that's why you're seeing the difference, right? Football, everybody's doing it, right? Everybody's NIL, NIL. But basketball, you can, not a lot of people are doing it. You can win in basketball so much faster. I grew up in Ruston. I've told this story. Louisiana Tech went to the Sweet 16 and were a bucket, a 30-footer from Wayman Tisdale away from going to the Elite Eight in 1985, the year that Villanova won the national yep. title. They had one superstar on the team, Carl Malone. Yep. And then just kind of a bunch of dudes. You can win so fast in basketball. Yeah. Like look at Alabama. It wouldn't I mean, take as much money. Like the money in Iowa wise is not like what's what do you say? What is thirteen kids on scholarship? Yeah. Let's say you took two million a year. All right. And you put t- you went and spent two hundred grand a year on ten dudes. Because mm-hmm. you're you're paying your basketball coaches three million dollars a year. Take two million. I mean, shit, the quarterbacks are like you could literally buy a basketball team for five years for what people are paying for quarterbacks these days, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to spend that much money on your coaching staff and your facilities and all this stuff, how about taking two million of it and invest it in your players? You can go announce a five year because that's what it's going to be. We'll give every basketball player a million dollars, five years, $200,000 a year out of the collective. And then you can go get money on top of that. Go get you can go get some dudes. I know. I'm 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 literally I'm telling you, I'm surprised more people don't do it. Because and, and the expo- they did it there and it worked. The exposure that you get in the month of March. And that way you get more people, more interest in, it'll so pay what for do you, itself. What do you think the ratings will be this weekend for uh oh, that'd be inter- I'm interested. I am too. I'm interested. Um all right, so the McCready uh Siski uh bracket update, just so you know, I think we have <laughs> Two people in our entire bracket that have anyone in the final four. <laughs> and uh, I believe it's uh, Jarkel Joyner season is the guy. If UConn wins, I think he's going to win the bracket. Okay. I did actually look up on the complete ESPN list. There is one guy who has all four teams in. Really? Yeah. And then, but if you look, he filled out a bunch of brackets. Oh, okay. And so it's not the bracket of integrity. He's No, he's got. Uh, He's got UConn, but he's got all four teams in there. He had another bracket where basically had three of the four. He just had Creighton winning it. Okay. But he, uh, but that will be interesting there. Did you see the end of the uh, Creighton-San Diego State game? I've not seen it. I was listening to it. I was driving back from from Arkansas. A lot of, lot of controversy. Was it a foul, Neil? Yes. I, yeah. Should you have called it? No. Let the kids play, man. I, I'm on team. I've always been. I don't care if it's football, basketball, even baseball. But if there's 13 minutes and 12 seconds left, you you make the call. I'm with you. I'm just talking about every sport since I've been involved in the sport, 
dude, and I I coach like this too now. So does the strike zone change in the night? Absolutely. Okay. I get it, and I and I'm 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 kind of playing devil's advocate. I know, but I'm I'm also at the same time going. If it's a foul, it's a foul. I agree. I mean, I don't. Um, here's my thing. I feel for the official here because the official did his job. I just, in my opinion, and the way I grew up in all sport, that's football, baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. When the game is is coming down to the end and it's the very end of a game, yeah. you take the whistle out of your mouth and let the players, unless it's something egregious, right? right. I mean, I'm all for egregious stuff. If he gets assaulted, it's a yeah, foul. Yeah, right. right. But the ticky-tack stuff, the holding calls on the running game, like – like, it almost cost, when I was a high school coach, it almost cost a state championship game, okay, because we were about to run out the clock, and we were literally running a goal line play to create a pile because the way the play clock worked in Alabama is they wouldn't start the play clock until they blew the ball in play. So I created a pile and I, to kill some time. Homie calls a holding call on freaking ISO up the middle in, tw- in 22 personnel. I mean, I just, I, I was blowing, I couldn't understand it. And stops the clock. But you let the kids win the game at the end. Now, don't call – holding calls, like offensive line, if I ever see an offensive lineman call for, call for a holding at the end of the game, that's that's egregious. That's stupid. And, again, unless he just mauls and choke slams the guy or something like that. But don't call the, the ticky-tack shit when it, when it counts. Um, last thing, did you know that uh, – I saw this today – only one time in the history of college basketball has a four seed won a national championship. Did not know that. And never have a five or nine won it. I'm not surprised at that. Blue Bloods usually win it. The top seeds usually win it. No no one, twos, or threes. One, I mean, four, two, fives, and a nine. It's for those of us who like the sport and like basketball and who would watch no matter what. San Diego State FAU is really interesting. I have a feeling it's going to get a bad number. I have a feeling that the final four is going. I, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. If I'm wrong, awesome. I'm not cheering for this. I got a feeling that mainstream America is going to go, I don't know who these people are. They're used to seeing Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, uh, Gonzaga. Or one, yeah, one seeds, two seeds. Names, Michigan, yep. Ohio State. Michigan State—that's what they're used to, right? Yep. And you don't get any of that now. You get who? San Diego State, FAU, right? One of them is going to one of them is going <laughs> to play for the national title next Monday. That is unbelievable. When you think about it, the national championship game is going to feature either San Diego State or Florida Atlantic. That is locked in stone. One of those two teams is going to play for the national title a week from tonight. How wild is it? It could be FAU and Miami. It, that's incredible. I mean, just all I will say this: the way that UConn is playing, everybody better hope that these five days cool them down a lot because nobody's beating them right now. Well, I hope what they nobody to, does. <laughs> what they did to Arkansas and to Gonzaga is incredible. Said so this last week. I'm just going to remind everybody: if you just want to pull for your boy here next Monday. Depending on how Saturday goes, next Monday your boy could be uh, in a. Uh, I will find some Yukon gear between now and then. I uh, when we went to Nashville, I had some money in my account. And Tennessee, you can sports bet on the on the apps and stuff, you know. So I had some money in my DraftKings account. 
and I placed three futures wins bets, one on Texas, one on Alabama, and then one on the Yukon Huskies at plus 1,800. Oh. And I have a substantial amount. It wasn't like a $5 bet either. Oh. It was a nice little chunk. Um, so Yukon Huskies, I could be in a really good mood Monday night. So I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for them. I was really upset Texas lost because I was going to have one of them in the championship game either way because Texas would have played UConn. But um, I just – I don't – dude, I, I haven't – I'll watch it, but I'm not going to be – I'll watch a UConn game. But that FAU, I don't even know. Like, I'm not even – Yeah. I'll watch it, but I'm not like, I mean, that locked might be, in. That might be when I go to the gym and run. I might run to that game, yeah. you know, something yeah. like that. Anyway. Hey, we've been brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, call our friends at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call our friends at Southern, 662-429-4429. Been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push your limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Hey, on the rain, tropical storm flavors coming out. Yep, they're starting to ship it, so it's 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 around. You can get it on Amazon. I know. I went. I have not found it yet locally. It's a smaller can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited. They got a bunch of whole new flavors. Uh, so excited to get that rolling. So it'll be out uh, very soon. Okay, cool. And the beer is coming out in a couple months. It's already out, but it's going to be in our state. So we're going to have to have a live live IPA taste if, test. If you insist, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. I was in I was in uh, I was in Fayetteville Saturday, and I went to a liquor store that I go to occasionally there because they have pretty good beer selection, and they had the Bell's Official, uh-huh. which is maybe my favorite beer on really? earth. Yeah, and you never can find it here anymore. And I was like, oh my god, there it is! I was so excited. How much did you buy? Uh, four cases. <laughs> so when an IPA a case, how much comes on the case? Oh, this was just a six pack. I would have bought more. If they, I bought. They had, they had four, yeah, I bought what they had. I would have bought all of it. Was it hot? Or was no, it, in- it was cold. I mean, so I, whatever. Do you, are you, when you drink your beer, are you like, if you buy it cold, do you have to keep it cold or you, you don't care if it heats up and you go back? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you don't want to like let it boil or something, but I mean. So if I buy it cold, I have to keep it cold. I can't like buy it at a store and then drive with but it. But I have, I have a fridge. Laura says jokingly, but I think she means it that I need to put a fridge in here too. We do. We need to get one. With a funnel off of it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think she understands that if she, if I put a fridge up here, I might never leave. So, and maybe that's the point. Wow. Maybe she's, she's maybe she's trying to get me she's stuck. She's playing chess and you're playing checkers. You know how that I think about it. Yeah. I'm playing Parcheesi. Um, all right. We'll, uh, we'll wrap there. So thanks to everybody for being in the stream. Appreciate you. Uh, Thursday is Major League Baseball opening day. So I will, how about be, that? I will be a very distracted. We can't put games up, can we? No. Which, no. So when did the Braves open? I don't, I don't know. Don't know yet. I just know if it's baseball this weekend, I'll opening day. It's time to start baseball DFS. I'm a big daily fantasy guy on baseball. I get your schedule. Hold on, I'll tell you real quick. I'd like the. Uh, I love. Uh, have you ever played daily fantasy? Nope. Cubs and Brewers open Thursday at 120. Orioles and Red Sox, or my Orioles open at 110. The Braves at uh, 1205 Central Time in uh, D.C. against the Nationals. Freed and Corbin in that game. Hmm. So 
the only thing you know what I hate. Look, I don't say I hate it. The very first part of the year is always low scoring. So if you're if you're a wager, bet on the unders because you're you got aces versus aces to start the year. Yep. And then um, it takes a couple of weeks to get them off cycle before you can start hitting your money line parlays. Like when, once it gets off cycle, betting baseball, uh, I'm a, I'm a baseball better. Now I take money lines. I don't do the first five. I don't do all that stuff. I just take straight money lines. But you can find pitching matchups to where I mean you can you can hit some parlays, especially when the aces go against the fourth guy or whatever it is. And so it takes a couple of weeks for that to get for them to get off cycle. Yeah, they've taken the rain out of the out of the forecast on Thursday. They've been talking about rain, but now high of forty seven and partly cloudy in uh, in Chicago. Woo. On Thursday, nice and breezy. Marcus Stroman and Corbin Barnes, Corbin Burns throwing heat in cold weather. Going, go have fun hitters. Going a hundred pitches and get or going eighty pitches and getting them out. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up there. We'll uh, talk to you guys again soon. Have a great uh, week, and we'll talk to you later on another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel.